Welcome to the Ministry of Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. Episode 28. 28. Not a binary number. Well, I mean, every number's binary. It can be yeah, written in binary. It's true. You, you, you mean it's like even power. Number, even number. Yeah, you're talking about powers of two. That's what you're interested in, aren't you? Yeah. 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 It's not a power of two. Not a power of two. Not no. a power of two. So, uh, it's going to be a good episode. It'll be a crap one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, well, hey, yeah, this is, you know, New Zealand and Australia's favourite uh, tech podcast. Not, novelty. 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 novelty, novelty, yeah, novelty. Well, probably third. You got to caveat enough. If you, if you can get a small enough niche, you can you can dominate. Yeah, we we dominate this this niche yeah. niche of one niche or a of market, one. to to the market of one to the listeners of well it's the true. one listener that we've got. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Uh, we're uh, good. We're podcasting a bit earlier tonight. We are. What's the story? Just abandon the abandon the children to the wife. To Did, be honest. Oh, yeah. Wow. So y- y- your kids are happy then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> It might mean that our uh, podcast might be a little bit more coherent. It might be. Might be. It'll be an interesting taste. Uh, yeah, and certainly we're not going to get so jaded and tired as that's we right. normally do. We're rambling though already, so yeah, that's not great. Yeah, no, but we've got energy. Oh, Plen- true. Plenty of true. energy there, Richard. Plenty focused rambling. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff tonight. Good. Got a lot of random stuff I want to talk about. And, and it differs how? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's consciously random as consciously opposed to random. just okay. uh, randomly random. Like okay, hit me with something then. Come on. Yeah. When, uh, Windows 8. Windows 8, they haven't their big... And we don't do news, but I saw a lot... I read a lot of stuff today about the Windows 8 build conference they're doing in Anaheim, California. So it's Windows 8. Uh, it's going to be more like... It's codename. Sorry, codename Windows 8. That's oh. not its official name, Richard. Oh, don't, okay. don't be confused by its unofficial, unreleased, unknown official name. Right. Okay. Windows 8 oh. is, the, is the official code name. So it's a build conference. So is it going to be much more like a, a Linux distribution where you have to build it yourself? Probably, Is that why it's probably they, you know, they, yeah. they're going to just they're going to give out the source code and you you compile it for your desktop. No, I don't think so. No. I think I think build is more about developers because I think it's just the developers conference sort of rebadged, right? Yeah, and I think the build aspect is like, well, developers build things, hardware manufacturers build things, so it's to inspire the hardware and uh, software developer community to get behind codename Windows Eight. Wow, yeah. that is. I could have been there. I was invited to go to something there this week. Okay, uh, but I had better things to do. Really? Um, well, well yeah. yeah. And they kind of invited me too late to organise any travel and things. Uh, but yeah, they've given out like little Samsung tablety laptopy things. Or Everybody something. that attended. Yeah. Wow. So free, I might, free with every two thousand dollar registration. Yes, that's correct. That the, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I wouldn't have had to pay for the registration, but I would have to pay to get there and stay in things. And then listen to some people talk about Windows all day long for probably, I don't know how many days, three or four days. Yeah, I was only thinking, I felt for the moment a, a pang of, um, you know, regret not having one of these little thingies they were giving out. And then I thought, I bet that uh, half the people that get these things, in a year's time they won't even use it, right? In a year? Well, yeah, if <laughs> you're lucky. That, yeah, if you're lucky, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just the whole being an early adopter on the bleeding Do you think it would have been like uh, OS X? Sorry, OS ten point uh, eight that I would have cared more. Would, would you have cared more? Well, yes, of course I would have. Be, but that's only because I'm an Apple fanboy, right? Okay. Um, and actually, that's quite interesting to talk about because compare like a Microsofty type event like this to a Apple event. Uh, Microsoft release all this stuff, which is you know arguably what pre-alpha. Yeah. It's developer preview stuff. In fact, we can. Down, I'm going to download it in the next few days and. Give it a go. Give it a go. Actually, yeah. virtualize it. See what it's like. Try and touch my computer screen without any effect. But you know, they're, they're happy to release stuff that is arguably not stable or feature complete. 
And are we still talking about the developer conference? Yeah, or are we talking yeah, about yeah. their actual operating. <laughs> that's being mean, Richard. Okay, sorry, that's that's being mean. Yeah. Um, now I'm talking about you know this Windows 8 stuff. They're happy to release that to the world and let people see it um, quite unfinished in a very unpolished state. Well, you could never imagine uh, Apple doing that, could you? That, you Doesn't know, Apple put out some early oh, builds? <laughs> um, yeah, only to a closed developer community, though. So it's not like uh, anybody can, uh, you know, download and play. I mean, they probably can. You know, people do. Right, okay. But it's not, not quite in the same way. Hmm. Yeah, and they show off a lot of... Uh, very unfinished stuff. You're right, though. I mean, they did that with Lion, didn't they? They showed off. Arguably, though, I guess you know they're they're in a privileged position of they can pretty easily test their new versions against every piece of hardware it runs yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Or that whereas, it can whereas run the on. Windows kind of rely on lots yeah. of people trying on lots of configurations, including home built computers, to yeah. see whether it works. Yeah. So I think philosophically, though, they're different. Though you know, yeah. Microsoft happy to show you stuff in the rough. Yeah. Apple not so much. You know, yeah. they want to make sure it's all very polished and things. And I think each to their own. Um, I just think you, you, you can sort of set yourself up for a bit of failure uh, by showing things too early and then not maybe able to manage expectations. You kind of don't deliver or you completely change your direction, you know, in another yeah. 12 months' time. Yeah. So, you know, when is this thing coming out? Not probably, you know, maybe the next 12 months. I don't think they've actually got a release date. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I know you're going to buy it. You will. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, the, the big problem I have with the Windows updates is they're really expensive. Yeah, how much does it cost for a Windows? It's like two hundred plus dollars, two hundred and sixty dollars to go from wow. Vista to to seven to seven. Well, you might skip it then. Just, well, you've already on seven, so seven did. Yeah, I like seven, so I, you know, I'd be surprised if they put too much in eight. Have you actually read anything interesting yes, about eight? You can run everything you can run in seven. You'll be able to run in eight. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Look, yeah, that, fully backwards <clears throat> compared. Fully backwards. Well, that's a pretty big. Uh, that's a pretty good start, actually. Really, we haven't broken anything. We haven't broken anything. Yeah. I mean. Like, if, there are a lot of people in the Mac world who are pretty disappointed that Lion can't run uh, some of the old PowerPC-based um, software. And that, that's probably fair enough. You've got to let go of the past. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah. But, you know, if you, you if you had some applications today on Windows 7 and you couldn't run them on 8, you'd be pretty annoyed. True. I, I, I agree. But I'm not, sure, yeah. I'm not sure that's a reason to upgrade. Oh, upgrade because it yeah. won't break anything. <laughs> Because in, in part <clears throat> I'll tell you why you want to do this, Richard. And I'll tell you why um, this is going to take the world by storm, especially the Asians. Eight is a very auspicious, lucky number for Asians. You can imagine all of, like, you know, China, uh, you know, anyone in other parts of Asia will be buying Windows 8. Simply is there because an unlucky eight, number? I think four was pretty unlucky. Oh, yeah. And there wasn't really one. It was Windows that, 98. No, Windows 95, that. I suppose. Was it? Yeah, because it went know. from 311 to... Hmm. Windows 95. Right. Well, see, lucky they didn't label it Windows 4. Four. Because Maybe that's why they didn't. Chinese might not have done it. But eight people are going to be buying lots of them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other reason why you will want to do this, Richard, you in particular, is it is a power of two. That's true. So we could represent it quite nicely. Unfortunately, it's several uh, several powers of two in terms of cost. <laughs> in- indeed. Indeed. But I was thinking, though, I think they're... Um, you know, I think they're quite afraid of this post-PC era that we're living in because they're, they're very fixated on the fact that, you know, Windows 8 works on all PCs and they're redefining, you know, tablets as just being a type of PC. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, no. Are they? Yes. What? Why do you say that? They are essentially perform a computing function for you. <laughs> 
Well, then, I suppose they're yeah, very yeah, they're very personal computers, and they're, yeah, they rely on computing so. technologies. No, I mean, you know, in the day, your yeah. MacBook Air yeah. boots up very, very quickly, yeah, almost like, instant on. Yeah, no, is it's that, not actually. Isn't it? <laughs> no, that's a, that, that's a fallacy. Okay. At least my one is not. Uh, mine's not instant on. I've, okay, I've, you're ruining my argument. Yeah. Just well, no, sorry. You go on that. And then so I'll, if it's instant on, I was going to say, is it is it is it a PC or is it um, some new device? What that is had a been PC? Imagined? Yeah, it's a personal computer, I guess, in the truest sense of the word, isn't it? It's not necessarily a Windows-based device, which no, is kind exactly. of. If, it, yeah. if the tablet's got a keyboard, is it a PC or is it a tablet? Yeah, it's a tablet with a piece uh, with a keyboard. What if the keyboard hinges? Does it come off? If it comes off, is it a tablet? Well, yeah. then it's a transforming one. It, like the it doesn't matter. I suppose not, really. Can Windows, I mean, the, I guess the more interesting question is, mm. can Windows 8 become a meaningful piece of software to run touchscreen applications? I think I. so. I.e. tablets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that Metro that's, that's UI the question, looks right? beautiful. Whether, whether, you know, was there a difference between a PC and a netbook? No. No, well... Yes and no. Yeah, yes, I mean, it did. You, there were only some power, things you can do. Power and Yeah, but and ultimately it was, still, it was still a PC. It was a but crap it was, PC. It was a crap PC, that's it. true. Uh, and, and similarly, you know, I, I the, the thought of trying to write code on a on a tablet... Oh, awful. Make, fills yeah. me with horror, right? Yeah. So, you know, each device for its own, and they're all mm. slightly different. But at the end of the day, you still, you know, in an ideal world, you want a reasonably unified experience across all of them, I think. I think uh, a tailored experience is what I'm more interested in. You know, so uh, an experience that fits the type of device and the interaction style. Oh yeah, absolutely, using. absolutely. Yeah. Within that, within that, within that context of yeah. within that context of of mm. you know the, a correct presentation and as you say tailoring. Yeah. It'd still be nice if if the applications that you ran on your various devices oh. weren't completely different. Yeah. Well, mate, Windows uh, and Microsoft will uh, will win that. If that if that is a overriding criteria for I'm, success no, I'm not in the future, it's overriding. If I'm it's... just saying it's it's. A nice <clears throat> what do you to want? Have. What do you want? What do I want? Yeah. Well, I, I would like you know I would quite like um, you know some sort of convergence around the tablets and the the PC, right? Um, so that yeah, the applications that I like I use on my PC, are the applications I use on my tablet. Yeah, you, really. You think it can be done? No, actually, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull back this slightly because <laughs> I was thinking I was gonna give a good example of mail, right? So, right. but I have to say, mail on the Mac, not great. Mail on the iPad, very acceptable. Thunderbird, appalling. Yeah. Uh, Outlook, haven't used it in five years, but it's probably okay. That's okay. Yeah. So you know, mm. you know, arguably, I would like one of those, but you know, you're not too sure which one. I'm not but, sure which one. Yeah, to pick and, point, and but, which one would work across platforms? Yeah, but you know, things like so. just. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I, I, I kind of get used to doing something in a particular way for a particular device, so, and then I kind of get really focused and content with that. I'm not so uh, concerned about conversions, because I guess my brain makes that content switch, where it goes, okay, I'm using a tablet, or I'm using my smartphone, or I'm using my computer. Uh, it's going to work a particular way. And, you know, I find the interaction styles, whether I'm using like a mouse or a keyboard or a touch screen, and a big touch screen versus a little touch screen, so so different, so different that uh, I, don't, I don't really care about you know the actual user experience trying to be this sort of unified thing. And I think when they try and shoehorn them into this sort of faux unification, they end up actually making a lot of compromises. That's what I'm worried about with Windows 8 is too many compromises to sort of fit that Metro UI uh, and have that work in both a tablet as well as a desktop uh, context. 
while it's, you know, and, and then you, we, as we yeah. saw in the past, that sort of jarring thing when you switch between that sort of love, beautiful tiled kind of experience, which looks really fresh and lovely, uh, which actually be quite a good thing for a deodorant, really, wouldn't it? Um, but it looks really good for that, but doesn't necessarily translate that well when you then sort of jump straight into a, you know, raw Windows 7, Windows 8 desktop. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm thinking. Well, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Yeah, so, you know, this, you know, so my... So, for example, on on um, yeah, you know, on the on the iPad, I have some mind mapping software, and on yeah. the PC, I have mind mapping. different mind mapping software. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of software where I'm thinking it'd be kind of nice if I just had one because you know you got yeah. file format incompatibility. Yeah. It's really largely around that, right? I don't mind if it's if it's using the same file format and it's slightly different presentation because it's tailored to the device I'm using on. That's yeah. that's the perfect world, right? Yep. But the fact that I've got two applications that use different formats, maybe I can do an export from one. I've got to be conscious that actually maybe the next time I use this file, I might want to be on my PC. Therefore, I'm going to save it to Dropbox. <gasps> yeah, no, I'll that, buy, that's I'll the buy stuff. That. That's yeah. the stuff I don't yeah. like. That's yeah. stu- and so you know, if someone can unify that in some way, yeah, that'd be great. All right. If it looks like what I saw in Windows 8, that's not unification. That's just you know, that's like unified in the same way that running Windows in a VM inside a Mac is unified. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> I quite like that. I don't mind that. I do that at work all the time. And it's kind of satisfying. Yeah, I guess I'm, I maybe I'm a bit of an edge case. I'm prepared to accept those kind of okay. thingies. Yeah. Hey, I wonder actually what, um, what sort of data plans you got, Richard? Like, you know, if you sort of add up all your data plans across your home and mobile and stuff. I'm, I'm, you don't even talk numbers here. I'm just kind of interested in terms of, like, how many you got. Because I know you've got... Like so, dongly so, things and mobile phone things. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always talk about, um, you know, so from time to time in the media, they talk about how telecom essentially bamboozle their customers so that, that essentially yeah. the customers don't question the bill. So I'm one of those customers. So they've <laughs> got me on like a total home light with a plus five gig because they couldn't justify me going on to a full total home. And, but they wanted to sign me up for another twelve months because that I think looks good on their books when right. they when they report to the stock market. But is that just I a think, home anyway? Package, so yeah. so I think I think I get twenty gig a month. Yeah, but is that just, just your home just package? So that's like the home, home package. Band. What's the plus five mean? Well, like plus one. Well, because five. total home light was only five gig. Right. And I needed a. I, I was on ten when they rang me up. And right. They were trying to convince me they could save me two dollars. So anyway, let's not go into that. So anyway, so I've got a twenty gig plan there. I've got yeah. a mobile broadband plan. Yeah, is that Which like is, on your just like that's on my telecom account? So that's four gig. Okay, and that's using a little dongly that's USB using a dongly sticky thing. thing. Yeah. And then I've got You've, three gig on my Vodafone. Ah, so three. So you got okay. I've only got two plans. Yeah, both through Vodafone New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. You're you're a telecom man. I'm yep. a Vodafone man. Uh, the, the Vodafone things like you know forty five uh, gig plan. Yeah, forty five. Yeah, forty five gigabyte. It's so the ultimate plan mm-hmm. on Vodafone. Which includes home phone and you know international dialing and all that sort of stuff, and I've got a that same probably the same sort of three gigabyte uh, mobile plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm wondering because I, I I don't know if Telecom does this, but I would really like if Vodafone sort of just unified those things. So, so I you can have forty eight gig across the whole lot. Well, that would be okay, um, but also just the billing kind of thing, you know, because I actually have to pay two different ways. And no, the Telecom Telecom's bill is unified. Is it? Oh, that's that's good. For some reason, the periods are out of sync, which is part of this whole that's making not, the billing comprehensible. Good. Yeah, that's not But good. you know, each month I do get a, a unified a bill, bill across. Yeah. And of course, you know, Telecom also pay for my Sky TV through that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't have Sky Television. No. 
Yeah. They keep Which asking. is why you need your 45 gigabytes of data. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, so you can watch television. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, that, I think that's something that I, I would like to see, uh, you know, change in the marketplace. I don't know if anyone's listening. I'm not sure. Like I think fundamentally... Um, I want transportability. That's fundamentally, I'm not sure that it's the same level of bandwidth available over the... No, there's not. No, they wouldn't want me sucking down 45 so, gig yeah. over... So, so they need to... Yeah. yeah, they need to compartmentalise yeah. those yeah. too. I wouldn't, but uh, actually I consistently run under on my mobile plan. Cause I, you know, it's pretty hard to use it on yeah, your phone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty hard to use it. And Even if you tether. Uh, I think there have been some periods where I was like running well under like a gigabyte and I thought, I feel like I've paid for these two gig. Yeah. Um, you know, the extra two gig. Yeah, but in all fairness, when you signed yeah. up for it, it was only... Yeah, you're right. 500 meters. Yeah, you know, I think it was. I'm on a 250. I'm on a 250. I couldn't live with that yeah. in reality. Yeah. Yeah, what are you running, sort of, um, you know, month to month? Very. I, I actually because I because I got a three GS, it doesn't tether, so I really just it's just the data I use on the phone. Yeah, as the phone. So I think I, at best I get up to about three hundred. Oh, for real? Yeah. Um, I don't tether much because it's a pain in the bum. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Oh, I can't wait till they've got tethering and iOS four, whatever. Yeah. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Download it, get it going. And then you never really use it. Uh, you know, that happens all the time, right? I, I use it a little bit when I'm out, you know, like if, if I'm out of town and stuff. Yeah, I use it yeah. so that the iPad can connect to the internet, but that's it. I never use it for computers or anything. Yeah. So. Well, I thought I would use it for my iPad and for my work computer, uh, but I didn't in the yeah. end. And I still managed to, you know, do one and a half to two gig probably every How month. How do you do that? What, uh, what on earth do you do? Uh, do you just, just stream media or stuff? Uh, no, I don't, actually. Well, the only media stream I do is um, of podcasts now. So I, I don't download podcasts to iTunes. You listen to podcasts. <laughs> we're available now. Oh, yeah, sorry. We're, yes, we're available right. streaming yeah. Yeah, on this service called Stitcher. Are we? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I signed us up for that. <laughs> sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, we're, we're probably getting... So is that stitched up, did you say? Stitcher. Oh, right. Stitcher.com. But yeah, so there's... Okay. Yeah. Actually, I have to say my data usage has gone up ever since um, my uh, side mirrors on my car broke. Uh, okay, so so the the side mirrors on my car broke. Uh, they started twitching, which is really distracting when you're driving along the road and they're like wee wee because they're electric and they they electrically fold in. Wow! Uh, and so the only way there were well, not the only way obviously the one way obviously would be take it to a garage and get it fixed. But the other way to fix that was to pull the fuse on accessories. Right. And uh, unfortunately, it took the radio with it. Ah, so I've been listening to radio. streaming radio, yeah. Oh, so I always thought that was a completely useless function, but actually, it's, what, it's, what, I found it useful. How do you get to what, what sort of streaming radio stations are you accessing? Um, streaming ZDM. So ZDM uh, has got its own oh, app. app, right? But there is actually also a Radio New Zealand app. Oh, I'd listen to that. Yeah. Oh, I might look for that, Richard. Thank yeah. you. Oh, so, won't, won't be, what, so anyway, my data's yeah. gone up because you know, I, you know, driving into town, it's yeah. good thirty minutes of streaming. It's pretty low bitrate stuff, so yeah, it is. Bit, bit it is. Not, not sucking down too much no. there. Yeah. I I, wanted, I had this um this is, what is this brochure? It's a JB Hi-Fi one, but it's I wanted to show you because it's got a picture of this Asus uh, transformer tablet. And I want to talk about this because a colleague of mine at work uh, recently, in fact, yesterday or this weekend, um, purchased one of these little beauties, and it's one of those cool transforming tablets where you you know you can use the tablet and then plug it into a base station that provides a keyboard. And I have to say, Richard. I was thoroughly impressed with the industrial design of this thing. It is absolutely a lovely to touch and look at device. It's it just uh, exudes quality, and I have to say it's one of the few um, kind of you know 
tablet devices not made by Apple where I've sort of, and it's quite expensive but you know you looked at it and gone wow this is actually pretty good uh, what's the price of it in New Zealand about $900 sorry I misread that so I thought it said that was another $697 no, with no, the no. dock and I was yeah. like <gasps> holy moly yeah. yeah so 998 with the with the dock which in this case the dock is a keyboard yes yeah, yeah. so what's really cool, cool so, yeah. what, what, what is what is I reckon the coolest thing about this is that the dock the keyboard actually also includes another battery. So when you've got when you're using it together, it lasts for about 16, 17 hours. Wow! I mean, I don't think I've heard of anything out there in the marketplace that has that kind of battery life. Um, so the tablet I own is about eight hours, and what, what's the iPad about eight, nine, ten? Ten is yeah, what yeah. they quote. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's pretty similar, really, in terms of just the raw tablet. The base station um, keyboard also has you know a couple of USB ports. They've got an S, a four SD card. Slot. An MHDMI? <coughs> uh, what? A mini HDMI, I assume. Mini, yeah, well, actually, I think, it's, I think the actual tablet part's got a full uh, HDMI output, which, you know, you know if you're yeah. into that, is pretty good. And it's got a whole bunch of other ports bristling around the outside. But the, the great thing, yeah, when you actually do transform it, it gets more ports. So it really is like a real transformer. I'm surprised they don't actually have a picture of, like, um, Optimus Prime on the back of it. True. But uh, you can't tell from the picture there, but when you look at it and fondle it, it, it's really, really solid. It's quite a dense. It's much heavier um, than an i, you know, than say it's probably about the weight of two iPads. Well, it would be if you packed a whole yeah. bunch more battery into yeah, it. Yeah, it so. definitely is. It's definitely heavier than my MacBook Air. Yeah. Um, but and it's running presumably Android. Uh, and oh, Honeycomb, I think. Yeah. yeah. Some variant. It's got a dual core Tegra chip. Uh, the outside of it, though, if you look at it, you'd think that it was some kind of designer piece of hardware from someone like Prada or right. Chanel or something. No, seriously, it looks yeah. that uh, it looks that professional and well designed. Uh, and I have to take my hat off to ASUS. I do, you know, ASUS? because they've is to me is probably one of the most innovative uh, tablets uh, out there on the marketplace. But the one thing I will fold it for, which I think is a lot of these sixteen by nine tablets, mm-hmm. is that it doesn't feel right in your hands. You know, when you when you hold it in portrait um, orientation, it's yeah. kind of too skinny. Right. You know, it's not fat enough. You know, yeah. Who would think that you're in this day and age you're actually asking for fatter or mm. wider tablets? But actually, it, it just doesn't quite feel right. And I guess if you're looking at like a page that you're reading, you don't want it to be in that sort of um, widescreen, really narrow format. You want it to be in a, a bit more like a normal piece of paper or a magazine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's You're going to hate me for saying this. Yeah, 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 okay. But I'm going to say... Yeah. If that ran Windows... That would be perfect? That would be perfect. I'd, I'd, I'd uh, almost go out and buy that. Jeez, it's well... the fact that it's it's Android. I'm thinking, oh, how would I how would I make Android work with the yeah, rest of my life? Probably not. I, you not. know, it's really... Because like, to me, it's like almost the perfect... It, it, it is, The perfect merging yes, of the two, right? Yes. But it's something like, oh, but I'd still have, like, silly apps, and I it wouldn't be the browser... Holy moly. The, Maybe Asus, because Asus is a big... They do lots of Windows PCs. Yeah, but but, but come yeah. back to going yeah. for a loop, right? The problem is Windows 8 isn't ready to be a tablet. Well, bits of it is. Well, sorry, Windows 7 isn't. Yeah, no, but Windows 8 is. Windows yeah. 8, you know, Windows 8, if you took that off and it just ran the Metro on that, boy, that would be good. And then you plug it in and then it runs a normal Windows. Yeah, yeah, make that, that, Metro, that, go away. Freaking heck, man, yeah, that yeah, might yeah. actually work. And if anyone would do it or could pull it off, I reckon Asus could pull it off. And they've done, the engineering's already there. they're inspiring innovation and persistent perfection. That's their catchphrase. <laughs> That's their catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. They're Taiwanese, aren't they? They used to do really good uh, componentry. Kind of stuff, you know, you buy your motherboard and you well, know, that's all really computer, stuff. isn't it? Yeah, it's really computer stuck com- together. That is, yeah, it's <laughs> all any computer, this all Apple is. Toshiba, yeah. I see, you also have an entry which looks pretty much like what you'd expect from Toshiba. 
boring, <laughs> bland. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I'm sure it's solid. Yeah, fine, true, and exciting. I don't know. Well, then there's a BlackBerry Playbook there. They're actually trying to still hock those off, and an Acer. Acer looks like what you'd expect an Acer to look like, which is cheap and nasty, yeah. and would last about ten minutes in the wild. And the Playbook actually is quite solid. I've sort of had a look at one, but uh, I, I can't for the life of me believe that it's actually going to last. Yeah, what they want to do is they want to flog those off at 150 bucks, like the slates. <laughs> like the touch pads. Yeah, true. Touch pads. Cool. So, now, the only thing I, w- I will fault the Asus uh, Transformer with is actually it's quite tricky to dock. Because there's no sort of guides to really help you line up the, the it's not tablet magnetic. part. No. No, you, you've got the physical thing, you've got to jam it in. You could, I'd be a bit worried of actually busting the connector. So yeah, you'd have to okay. be very careful with it. And the only other fault... That I could, and to be honest, I didn't really spend a lot of time doing this. But when using the keyboard and the mouse, the trackpad, when it on Android, yeah. didn't quite feel right, you know, right. because it's not really a, a mouse, um, you know, mouseable kind of uh, yeah. OS. Well, you just um, need to spend more time with the launchpad uh, on your line. Yeah, and, you get, used and to, you get used to that weird used to kind of bad it is, yeah. yeah. No, I thought, and I think it'll probably always be weird to actually actually touch your screen. You know, when you've got a keyboard at the bottom of it. But I, I give them big ups for giving that a go. And actually, now you know, I've thought about Windows 8, that this would probably be not on the perfect device for it. True. Yeah. And if Windows 8 does come out on things like this, do you think you'd buy one of these? I think I would, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's a big prediction. Oh, 12 months But it's, in some ways, it's no different from the concept of, you know, if I said to you, you could get a... Um, you could get a MacBook Air where the screen comes off and just becomes uh, your iPad replacement. Yeah. I don't know, but otherwise it was more or less. You know, so, so, if so it would go of... into like iPad mode, right. in iPad land, and then it would go back to because huh. that's what we're talking about, aren't we? Really? Yeah, yeah. See that that notion that Apple might produce such a Frankenstein hybrid is so so obscene to me that I can't even imagine. Well, no, that I, I, could I do wouldn't that. surprise me that actually in their labs they've already done that, but yeah. they're not happy with the way it clips together. Yeah, they can't, they and, can't and they refuse the... to release yes. it until they can get that clipping Clip, yep, quite right magnetically. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and to get it just to look absolutely perfect, yeah. yeah. But no, see, I, the reason why I think maybe they wouldn't like it is then uh, once you've taken the tablet off, Richard, what does it leave behind? What are the vestiges of this? It's a keyboard that is completely non-functional and is just sitting there. And I think that would offend the Apple designers. So probably what it would end up with is a separate little touchscreen, and it would play music. <laughs> it would oh. be like a giant iPod. What was that thing we looked at in one of our very early episodes? You know, when it was basically two touchscreens together. The libretto, isn't it? That's right, yeah, yeah. So that would be like, that. Yeah. that's really what they've got to design. True. Except, and actually what yeah. it could be, it could be like a, a wireless base station as well. Yeah. So that, you know, if you're, if you're just taking it off to go into a meeting room, you can still You'd stay still connected be... to the internet. But you wouldn't have to burden the actual device with all that connectivity electronics. Richard, you should work for Apple or Asus. That, that kind of design genius uh, is, yeah. is you, can't, and all, you can't buy it. To make that. it real, you, you can't buy you just it. got to pack the components in. And <laughs> as we just said, Asus make components. Yeah. And what is a computer? But just components. Just components. Bag of components, yeah. really. Yeah, nothing more, nothing, nothing less. Yeah. Wow, and I'm really excited. It's all about getting your supply chain right. At least we hope so now that Tim Cook's taken over Apple. <laughs> well, then that, that's kind of ironic, really, isn't it? That Apple's... Um, I don't want to talk about Apple all the time, but uh, it sort of amazed me that like my little MacBook here, it's... It's quite unique in that all these PC manufacturers are really struggling to make cheap Ultrabooks. Mm. And they say, oh, it's because, you know, we can't make them as cheap as Apple and you need to give us a discount until... And, and it's because, um, and this is the crazy thing, is because Apple's got all this custom componentry inside the MacBook Air. I looked at yep. it um, 
and I fix it, tear down of it, and it's like, crikey, you can't replace any of that stuff from off-the-shelf components. Yeah. Whilst if you bought a Lenovo or a ThinkPad or whatever, you know, you, yeah. everything, including like just the Wi-Fi cards, are just all off-the-shelf components. Yeah. So the whole supply chain and manufacturing process and design process is oriented around these standard components, which is what we always taught was a good thing. Yeah, because you can drive yeah. down the price. Yeah, and yet it's the integration that's where all the smart stuff happens. So it's not just a bunch of components, Richard. Okay, sorry. Right back at you. <laughs> right, right, right back at you. So what have you been geeking out on? Not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot. Well, no, no, not really. I'm going to talk about it next time we, we meet the thing I've been geeking out on. Oh, yeah. Really? Good. But yeah, I am. I'm not really. I'm not really. I'm not. I'm oh, just not really. Not yeah, really tell me about it. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Have you? Uh, you start this thing up. While we... Oh yeah. Well, so we're, we're going to talk. About, we're going to talk about this. Is, this is this is the iPad. The iPad Two. So, I have it, to say, let's it, give it its full. It's, yeah. it's come back. It's to come us. back. It's, it's come, come back. back. It's the return of the iPad Two. Return of the iPad Two. Richard, it yeah. looks like it shrunk. Did you put that in the wash or something? Because yeah, I did. Unfortunately, I, uh, it was okay in the wash. It was when I went through the dryer. At, um, Seriously, yeah, it, I just got to remember how to turn this thing on. Hang on. Some of you may recall it's a little bit tricky. Quite difficult. to press it at the same time. To hold that. Or, or you got to put your tongue out at the right angle there. Yeah. No, seriously, I well, I recall this being a much bigger thing. Are you? Are we seriously talking about the same device that I uh, slammed? Well, we, we sit further away now from each other. <laughs> from so each other, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's it's parallax it. kind of. Um, yeah. You know, thing. No, that looks. Oh, it's still got the little uh, Linux penguin. Tux, penguin. Yeah. I thought this was running Android. It is. What? That's unusual, isn't it? Or do Android, oh, I Android suspect tab- that I suspect yeah. that it's been uh, tailored by its owner, right, to show the boot sequence. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say that's not usual, is it, to see the little tucks? I don't Android. know, and that's kind of a bit. Ne- is that the Android? Is that really the Android? But that is the Android logo. Is it? That's it's nef. lovely. That's no, I nef. like that. Really? Yeah. God, that's so Tron. I, that's probably why I like it, Richard. <laughs> I love it. Okay, it's still booting. Everybody, just uh, <laughs> just stay with us. Well, well, while you're doing Talk that, I, I was going to ask you. Um, are you going to go see Top Gun in 3D? Nope. Are you, does it even make sense that they're doing Top Gun in 3D? Are they remaking the film? Uh, no. Well, they just like They're just going to do that upscaling. 2D to 3D upscaling. Wow. Why are they doing that? I mean... I, I, st- you know, I, I still I, haven't seen a 3D movie. Yeah, you have, haven't you? No. I, I, thought, I no, keep You saw, you I saw that kids' to. film. Didn't you see... Uh, Tangled. It, Dazzled. Tangled. Tangled, in yeah. In 3D. No, 2D. You cheap skate. Didn't you <laughs> no, it wasn't on. At the time, I wanted to go and see it. It wasn't on in oh. 3D. 3D mm. was the latest session. That would be perfect in 3D, I would have thought. And you put me off anyway. <clears throat> what? And seeing 3D? Taking taking my kids to see 3D. Oh, you're wasting money taking them to see it. They well, they, they probably wouldn't like it. They'd probably take it on. Yeah. All right, it's booted, ladies it's booted. and gentlemen. Booted. There we go. Yeah. Oh, oh, Google, Google Sky, Sky Map. Map. Oh, that's what I want to do. Okay. So, uh, anyway, this is now running 2.3. Slowly, by the way. <laughs> oh, there we go. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, obviously it's the same hardware. Yeah. What, what's uh, on the crotch side there? But it's not some quad-core Carlyle, uh, what are those other ones? Uh, Clark? I, or... You know what? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's seriously not very fast. Richard's furiously pressing the home or what? Well, what I might do is I might just put up the LCD density changer. Okay, we're doing that. Presumably that's a resolution change. I don't it? know. New density value. Right now, I'm, I'm thinking that the owner of this, who does listen to this podcast, will be going, no, no, for the love of God, don't change the density. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm sure that there's a way to rest. Oh, hey, that was I'm Asian gonna, characters. I'm going to put into Asian characters. Wow, that's right. cool. Ooh, here we go. This is, this is no, awesome. I'm too scared to do that. The keyboard's actually flashing yeah. up with Asian characters. Let's go 120. And although I'm Asian, I can't read those characters. 
Actually, this parallels. Uh, yeah, my my in laws, their PC is broken because use the power of two, Richard. Use the power of two. Oh, yeah, sorry, one twenty eight. One twenty eight. Because their child decided to up the resolution beyond what the monitor was capable of viewing, and How somehow managed to make that stick, which is even more impressive. Wow. Yeah. Just do a hard reset on the. Uh, I've done monitor. it. New density value. Go. One twenty eight. Go. Except. Preview. Let's do preview. Switching to new density setting. We should comp- this is like the per pix- pixels per inch density thing, is it? Yeah, I, I figured, you know. Higher numbers better, Richard. Yeah. We could make this into a normally, display. Normally that little thing that goes round and round to indicate that it's thinking, that's stopped. Oh, it's Ooh. rebooting itself. Okay. Oh, no, maybe that's part of the resetting. I hope not, because I did say I, I wanted a temporary change. Right. I don't want to make that permanent. Oh, true. This is previewing, previewing what it will do if it reboots. Yeah. This is not, not exactly... I, sh- I should have actually asked what the main new features of 2.3 were over 2.1. The honeycomb. Well, honeycomb's three, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. See, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a bit uninformed when it comes to Android. <laughs> Amongst other things. Uh, hey, you're probably right. I could look this up. Does it, look it looks sharper, Richard. It looks I think we've, many... I think we've, we've vastly improved it. Yeah. Oh, boy. The owner of this is going to like this. Yeah, it's a lot sharper now. Everything's, everything's well, everything's smaller. got smaller. Yeah, you can fit more icons on the screen yeah. now. Yeah, fantastic. Ooh, super user. I want to be one of those. Yeah. Or maybe I don't. So what, what's, uh, is your, um, the owner of this, what's, does he like it? Does he use it all the well, time? Well, he lent us, he lent us, so he upgraded it so that, we, you know, we can have a look at it. Fantastic. He, he oh, it thank you. Us. Thank you. He lent it to us uh, some weeks ago, right. weeks ago, and hasn't asked for it back. So <laughs> I'm thinking it's not a critical part of his life, like his iPad. You'll yeah. also notice that in the, in the launch thing, if I could go back to the homepage, yeah. if you have a look at what's on there. It's got two things, YouTube and Squeezebox. Yeah, so basically he uses it as a Squeezebox remote. Ah, okay. Which, frankly, it's probably a bit, bit big, actually. A bit cumbersome. Yeah. Oh, mind you, it kind of fits in the palm of the hand. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a oversized iPod Touch. You wouldn't want too many controls over the far side, because my thumb can't quite reach yeah, over the full 7-inch yeah. magnificent... <laughs> resistive uh, screen. Resistive screen, but... Yeah. Um, that's, that's, uh, well, so that's been upgraded, what, from 2.2 to 2.3? 2.1 to 2.3. 2.1, 2.3. It skipped a whole generation. I'd like to say that yeah. uh, he said it was painless, but it wasn't. Yeah. He said it took some... I don't know if it's any uh, less painless or painful than the actual use of the device, which I have to say is quite painful still. Oh, I have to say that that... Um, it's dead now. I've killed it again. Yeah, it, doesn't want to, to, it doesn't want to squeeze its box. <laughs> you better reboot that, baby. You know how I was saying that I, I'd, I'd prefer to use... Uh, that iPad or that iPad 2 you know for a month rather than use the Windows Slate yeah. uh, 7 yeah. I'm taking that back taking that back I think that was completely rash what if it came uh, with a little keyboard <laughs> would that do it for you yeah no actually I think I would still prefer to use that um, horrible HP Slate versus that uh, iPad so there you it's go it's dead yeah it's uh, not even rebooting Okay. So, um, Sorry about that. So that was yeah. Yeah, that, that was a quick uh, demo. So we'll get we'll get Chris to upgrade it to uh, yeah. Honeycomb next. Yeah, very good. I don't know if that's actually rated for. You might just need to pour a few more processors in the bottom here. Yeah. Just to... Hey, well, while we're talking about androids, yeah. I think there's a perfect time for me to talk about the last Star Trek episode because I missed that. Is last this the last one? one? No, the last one I've watched. Oh, it got me excited then. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, it could be the last one. Yeah. Now the reason why it's kind of apropos because you were talking android is that this episode is all about robots. Wow. Uh, it's called what? Was this a big budget one, was it? it well, well, no, they didn't look like robots. Oh, okay. The robots looked like humans because that's cheaper to do. Cheap, yeah, yeah, but yeah. They, they are just, you know, called robots. In fact, uh, I would say, I, I'm pretty sure they referred to them as androids. Androids. You know, which is actually a pretty 
old-fashioned word for robots, really. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. it's a, probably a, a term actually coined in television land for robots that look like humans because that's cheaper to do. Right. Yeah. I don't even know where the term android really comes from when you think about. It. And where's the android? You know, where is it? Well, droid is. Well, no, droid. Droid. Droid's a, a contraction of android. So yeah, you know that was that. first termed, I reckon, by you know George Lucas and you know Star Wars, right? I'd never heard of droid before that term, time. Really? You're gonna give that? You're gonna give? <laughs> I'm gonna give that. To so not not a Carl Sagan? No, I don't, I don't know. It could, it could have been, but I, I didn't hear about droids in, until Star Wars and. And you're gonna look that up, are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, look I'm, that up. Anyway, you, well, you, what you I'm keep talking about? about okay. Star Wars. So, uh, sorry, Star Trek. No, no, Star Trek. So I'm going to call this the Google episode because hey, it's all that? about Android. Uh, what's that word? Yeah, you know, when you're looking for the, uh, is it etymology of the word? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think okay, so, okay. etymology. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, basically, it's about the Enterprise going to this planet. Uh, I think EXO three, uh, because Nurse Chapel, who's the nurse that helps Doctor McCoy, her fiance, yeah, Nurse Chapel, seriously, yeah, yes, wow, okay. That's starting to sound a bit like sort of two Ronnies, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> nurse Chapel, who, yeah. by the way. Uh, was played by Major Barrett, who provided the voice for the computer, I think, in other Star Treks, uh, and was Gene Roddenberry's main squeeze. Ah, uh, there you go. I was going to say, the anyway. previous fact was not that interesting. Yeah, true. Anyway, yeah. anyway so her fiancé, this guy called Dr. Roger Corby, who's down on this planet doing all sorts of anthropomologies, you know, he's an anthropologist, so he's studying, you know, all sorts of life and stuff down there. Anyway, um, it turns out that, uh, you know, he, he's been turned into an android sometime in the past. But we don't know this until right at the end. So I've actually just provided a bit of a spoiler there. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's basically wanting to turn all the people into androids because he considers that androids and machines and machine intelligence is superior than humanity. So the whole episode is really about humanity versus machine intelligence or you know humans versus androids and they even create an android kirk uh i was actually going to say that android kirk didn't sort of act any more robotic than the normal kirk (laughs) (laughs) so it's actually pretty good yeah and there's this really big really big uh android called i think his name's ruck r-u-k is well that's how i spelled it anyway and look apparently he's the guy that used to be um lurch in the adams family do you oh yes yes, you know that big guy lurch that guy was in Star Trek, so he played this android. Uh, and it, there's a really, there's there's a really good uh, line, and I'm pretty sure it's Kirk who asks, you know, do you think I could love a machine? And it just, and this when he said that, it just it made me think of the Google guys because if you read a lot about the Google founders and stuff, uh, they love machines. And the whole the whole Google kind of you know ethos is around the superiority of, of algorithms and machine intelligence, right? I mean, it's, but yeah, but they've still got. Girlfriends and wives. Yeah, but they'd prefer them to be androids, Richard. Oh, okay. I mean, it's... it's. Are you sure you're not confusing them with the Japanese? No, no, okay, not sorry. at all. You know, that these guys... Not that I want to offend the Japanese. <laughs> yeah, we've already lost the Dutch listeners. <laughs> true, yeah, so. true. Yeah, we don't want to offend the Japanese. Yeah. No. No, no, definitely. You know, Google's is all about, you know, perfection and the machine, perfection and the algorithms. It's, you know, everything's... We can, if we can make an algorithm, it's going to be better. It's, the world's better run by algorithms and by machines rather than by, you know, uh, fickle humanity. And so I, 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 when I watched this, I just thought, wow, this, you know, if there's one episode of Star Trek that I best bet Googlers would really love, it would be this one, because it was all about that. Except it obviously ends with the whole premise that, well, you know, androids and robots aren't really 
superior. Oh, well, they're not, are they? Because you can't for. I mean, so I it was just kind of the you know the whole precursor to the the data character in the next generation. You know, where they yes, took that, that whole I think so. that whole absolutely um, concept, that whole yeah. um, thing they wanted to explore and take that to the. Well, yeah, and the bridge. The bridge is really Spock when you think about it, because he is quite of robotic in many ways because he's emotionless. Yeah, and but he's still purely a carbon-based life form. Yeah, and he's almost entirely driven by logic. Yeah, which you know you could turn into an algorithm right true but he is calm based and he's half human half Vulcan so he's kind of like that bridge and he, he's you know and he's always trying to like get rid of his humanity true and then you got Data which actually is quite funny really because he tries to gain humanity true yeah mm. and then that brings us to Google who again I believe would try to gain humanity gain humanity and uh, get rid of get rid of humans really and you know replace us with algorithms so I Better thought for the planet do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. People are very resource intensive. Well, they are. And data centers are much cheaper. Yeah, well, they are these days. People. Yeah. 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 So there we go. I, I, I really liked it, Richard. I liked it because of the, uh, how it's... Is that the brought... first one you've actually said you liked? No, I've liked uh, several others okay. of them. I, I'm going to give this like a four out of five because wow. it was pretty deep. Deep. It was pretty deep kind of thing. And I think they wouldn't, they didn't know how it would sort of relate to me 20, 30 years later. Yeah, you know, and, true. And, or how many years is it? It was made in the late sixties. Uh, yeah, it's what well, my maths not. Hey, do you want to you want to hear about years. Android? Yeah, tell me about Android. Tell okay. me about Android. So the etymology of Android. Oh, hang yeah. on, sorry. So uh, Android is uh, Greek for human. Uh, oh wow, really? And IDs meaning formal shape. Wow. So there you go, human formal shape. Uh, dating back as early as uh, eighteen forty-seven, automation resembling a human being from. Mod L. Oh, I assume that means mod Model. Latin. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crazy kid. And yeah. then it says, uh, yeah, popularized uh, from 1951 on, onwards by uh, science fiction writers. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Yeah. And now Google. Yeah, and now Google. With their uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that was very interesting, Richard. I learned... It's, it's not every Ministry of Geek podcast that well, I would actually something. say I learned something. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, and it's even probably even more startling for our listeners that they might have actually True. learned something they didn't know hey I wanted to yeah. have you finished with Star Trek well yeah okay I have you gave it a uh, rating yeah. come on what did I give it 4 out of 5 4 out of 5 I'm going to 4 out of 5 yeah. I mean, that's like you I don't think you ever give 5 out of 5 because you oh, you I'm, always I'm know there could be something myself. better I'm saving yeah. myself I know there are there, I know there are better episodes out there and I'm just True. waiting to get to them so I'm saving myself Fair and my ratings hey I wanted to talk yeah. about a device actually that I came across on the interweb uh, and I can't remember how I came across this I think I was looking for something else and I found this company. You know how sometimes you, you, you see something you think, that's kind of interesting. Oh, that company name. Do I recognize that company name? And then you go and have a look at the company name and you see what else they make. Anyway, these guys made, you know, so we, you know how you can have like external upscalers. Uh, so, yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you'll scale up to, oh. you know, from 720p to I used to, to want to want one of those. I used to want to want. So, um, those, yeah. so these guys made a 3D upscaler. Yeah, it takes a 2D image. Takes 2D, crazy. But it does 3D. externally. But does it externally? So does that mean I... Do I need a 3D telly to what? what? You don't. It, it adds cyan and red. Oh, we've been down this path before, Richard. <laughs> and we've had letters about this. It actually goes. It actually upscales <laughs> by creating, you know, those ones that use coloured glasses. Really? And I thought, that's cool. I wouldn't buy it because it's really silly. But Well... So, so, so for, a t- a 3D, for a 3D ready TV, it will upscale it to, you know, 3D using shutters. Right, just oh, active, glasses, active, active glasses. glasses. Yeah, for those for those that are not ready, it will it will use you know red and blue. Oh, so I just use those old fashioned red and blue, red yeah. And blue yeah. uh, filtered. Isn't that crazy? That someone would think that was a good idea. 
I was actually about to say that's pretty cool. <laughs> Wouldn't mind giving that a go because I could watch I could watch Star Wars in three D. You could watch Star Trek in three D. You could watch, watch Top Gun in three D. Without Top... going to the movies. Actually, that actually appeals to me because I don't want to go to the movies and pay a lot of money to watch something like don't that. Do you find the whole uh, red and blue thing irritating? It's been a long time since I have watched one of those. Oh, it's right. been you know the last one was uh, I think it was Barbie Pegasus which I watched with my kids. Right. And, you know, it came with those little glasses, and we watched it, and, yeah, it wasn't that good. And only certain parts of the Barbie Pegasus story are actually in 3D, and they flash up a little icon on there to say, quit, put on your 3D glasses. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you do for, a, you know, for all of 10 seconds or that's whatever. that's what you can cope with. Yeah. yeah I actually bought yeah. some, uh, some some glasses from the $2 shop. Yeah. They were, like, fully molded, kind of like Oakley's. They were yeah. quite cool. And what, with the, the lenses? The red and, yeah, yeah. red and blue, yeah. Oh, I'd give it a go. And I showed them to my son, and he lost them. So right, yeah. I, to be honest, I I wouldn't want to pay for a three D telly, but if that device was cheap as chips, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. tried it in the shop and I liked it, I, I probably oh, there's a lot of caveats there. <laughs> I'd actually give it a go, <laughs> and you know I wouldn't actually mind watching Top Gun in three D because I've got it with red and blue tint. Well, it may not be that bad. I, I really can't remember how bad it is. Is it that bad? I mean, I think so. It's old-fashioned 3D. True. You know? I'm 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 impressed with the fact that I could watch it on my non-3D capable non-3D movie. Google 3D movies. Google 3D movies. Yeah, you'll find some movies. Just yeah. avoid the porn ones. Oh, okay. because <laughs> the porn industry is always the one that adopts oh, new technology, is, isn't it? <laughs> They're always like, yeah, we can use that shit. I don't think they uh, adopted Blu-ray or HD. Well, they didn't like HD because it, it revealed too many flaws ah, in their we'll actors. Yeah, actors. As I say, they're a fantasy. You don't want to know the reality. <laughs> She's got cellulite. Yeah. <laughs> well, they could just use different angles, surely, to um, avoid any of that kind of stuff. True. It's really, it's, it's again, it's blaming technology. Technology's pretty neutral, Richard. I don't think you should blame the technology. I should blame, blame the lack of creativity in the cinematographers and the porn industry for not really thinking about how to just frame and, you know, use the right filters and lighting to, acc- to achieve the kind of fantasy True. experience that they're True. trying to create. True. It's, it's quite different, isn't it? Because, you, know, you know, the whole marketing for HD, it's like, wow, in the sports arena, you can actually see the sweat on the on the, on the I don't want to see the sweat. Yeah, which, you know, in a porn film, you, you definitely don't. Oh, oh. <laughs> Let's get off that. It's the same technology. It's going to capture the same image. Yeah, you're right. right. Be creative. Be creative. Let's get back out of the gutter. Yeah, oh, definitely. Children listen to this podcast. Yeah, your children. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. One of our four listeners. Right. You got got something else? We're starting to run out. We've we've occupied a lot of people's time. So have you got one more thing before you want to go get your grammy? Let's go. Let me just check. Let me just check, Richard. We're not news, so everything you've got is timeless. It is actually <laughs> nothing. Ages the, the things on my list. We could talk about any time. We can talk about this podcast or a future podcast. That's true. And frankly, they only get better with age. So let's go to Gadget Graveyard. Gadget we didn't Graveyard. do that. Let's okay. give it its due. So um, I, I almost. I, so let me just talk about. So last time we didn't really have Gadget Graveyard. Yeah, we did. did talk about. Yes, we did. Oh, we did. We had your my take um, my uh, take and I thing. talked about how I threw, threw out cables. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that. And ever since I've thrown out those cables, I've been wanting cables, and it's been really irritating because, of course, the cables you want yeah. are the ones you get most often. And so when I went into the box, I would find them easily because I had a lot of them. Now that I've reduced the most frequently used cables yeah. down to the same quantities as the less frequently used cables, they're really hard to I've find. got no idea what you're talking about there. Oh, I do want to say yeah. about the whole cabling thing last time is one of our listeners did write in a very helpful um, suggestion to me yes. about how to convert my non-mobile... 
uh, AV unit to become mobile. Right. He suggested getting some bits of carpet, putting them under the unit, and then I'd be able to push them over the floor. And to be honest, I'd never thought of that idea. True. But actually, that would work. Yeah. Well, I think what would be cooler mm. would be um, to drill little holes in it. Right. And then, like, like, push compressed air through and create, like, a hover one. Now, that's it. That's very <laughs> geeky. How much compressed air would you need to lift? I think what, my probably AV just unit? a pretty standard compressed, uh, compressed air cylinder. Really? Yeah. Should we give that a go, shall we? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to do more than just drill holes. Through the yeah, well, you got to drill obviously, you know, parallel holes, and you got to drill holes down towards the ground. Yeah, because yeah. so long as, it's one of those things. I think, I think, I think we need quite thick yeah. tubing, wouldn't we? To put yeah, um, a small hole wouldn't push out enough air. We need quite a decent size air. Well, no more hole. than one hole. You need lots of holes. Oh, you mean like drill like, lots, well, you and lots, do a lots whole of holes? A bit like you know, an <laughs> e hockey table. Oh, only upside down. Okay, I wasn't really thinking of doing that. Well, I don't think one hole up one end's going to make much difference. No, I thought one oh, hole like four, in each corner. Four one, holes, one in each corner. One in each corner. Oh, you got lots of linear engineering. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about this. Yeah. Um, I feel bad about this actually because in some ways it's like, why doesn't this work? Well, it's got a USB cable. So, hang on, sorry, machine. let me just say what it is. It's uh, it's a hapage. Hapage. It's French. Hapage. Hapage. French. Well, I think it's French. It's got a French, French, French name. Oh, it could be. Actually, this is pretty old. Look, it's made in, in Malaysia. I was going to say, actually, you, know what it is? Anyway. you know what it is? It's What's probably it? Dutch. Probably Dutch. <laughs> Dutch, Dutch. Yeah. Dutch. Anyway, um, it's a it's Win, WinTV USB. So this, I got this uh, back in uh, 1999, I think. Really? So that I could watch wow. TV in my flat in Sydney. Wow. I believe. That's actually um, quite... It looks very iMac-like. You know, yeah, Apple actually, iMac. Right, yeah. um, well, it came, from original, same, came from the same era. From the same era. That's sort of what do you call you know the original iMac, which was all plasticky and. Um, and so I could record yep. TV, and yep. I could record video input. Really? Stuff. So what did you do? Well, see, this USB cord, presumably, it went into a computer. That's right. Because back in those days, that was the only thing you could plug a USB cord into. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah. If you plugged it into a charger, it wouldn't do much, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is a capture device. So this captures and it actually uh, encodes. Encodes. Holy crap. Because it, it, this is a USB 1.1 what? device. Wow, really? Yeah. So, so it's got to compress it down to 1 megabit not, per second. Not much at all. Yeah, no, it's a bit more. No, is it 4 megabit? 4 megabit? Four, four, yeah, 4.8. Which actually is actually a reasonable amount, if you think about it. Uh, Having said that. Well, that's theoretical maximum. <laughs> theoretical maximum. And your CPU's well, the cable's gone not like... That, the cable's not that long, right? <laughs> so, uh, and your CPU's going like buggery to keep up with yeah, that true. rate. Yeah. Um, so it's got an input for S-Video? Yep. And it did, that whole, it did that whole funky thing called overlay, which I never really understood, but it kind of meant it bypassed the operating system and just kind of wrote direct to the, ah, the like graphics card. So that you, to the you, graphics? Ah. You know, as opposed to like through Windows, well, Windows 95 or Windows 98. Right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it bypassed the video subsystem in the OS yeah, and just and right straight, straight to yeah. the video. Wow. And, and that nice. meant you could get full screen. Right. Uh, and, you yeah. could, and it would also... So it's yeah. got an aerial input and yeah. an S-video and... What you needed uh, recording software, presumably. Yeah. Have you got the installation CDs here? Well, no, no, and that's the problem. You see, uh, the reason I don't use it anymore is it's only got drivers for Windows ninety eight. Wow. Yeah. Old school. Yeah, you couldn't even get XP drivers. Wow. Okay, so did it work? Yeah, it was great. Well, yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Um, and I remember I did use it um during the nineteen. The Olympics. No. No. Yes, yes, yeah, I did use yeah, it during the Olympics, and I also used it during the uh, 2002 Soccer World Cup where I was living in the UK. I right. used it to um, catch a video yeah. of the games 
uh, on TV and then rebroadcast it using Windows Media Encoder over the network to anybody that wanted to watch it. Oh, that's good. Which, when you think about, you know, I had a laptop, which, I don't know, maybe it had like one, two, fifty-six megabytes of memory. and yeah. you know, like, That's impressive. Yeah, I couldn't do any work. Because, <laughs> you know, people would come up and say, look, the image the image quality is dropping here, Rich. I go, Stop your really, compiles. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually doing development here. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. Oh, wow. And that was back in the old days, single core machines. It was that's probably right. a Pentium. Pentium. It would have been a Pentium, yeah. yeah. And you say, I can't believe that... Um, the quality would have been any good. This is definitely standard definition, right? Yeah. Beauty of this, though, is that it's an all analog input, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like it's a digital input like nowadays. And, no. And, so, yeah. and that was the whole thing. You know, yeah. Digital input, you, you can see all the faults in, in some oh, ways. Whereas, yeah. But what I should have brought, of course, yeah. brought, I mean, did you ever buy the Elgato? Yes, I did. Yeah. So I've, if you compare it to that, right, which is essentially the same device, uh, only the Elgato, whatever it's called, um, ITV, ITV something it's digital right yes. you know, it's like the size of your thumb it, it is just the size of a thumb drive yeah plugs in the USB port it's yeah. pretty hot whereas this thing's the size what, what, what oh it's it? the size Pack, of a two pack of cards two yeah. cards end to end oh it's almost as big as the iPad Motorola <laughs> it's, it's arguably more functional than that iPad same size as a Dell Streak <laughs> yeah it is yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but it's way better styling yeah actually, it's actually quite well styled I have to say you know, for a peripheral yeah. device. Um, there's a lot of symmetry to this in terms of the way the cable comes out and the aerial input. I'm impressed. Why does it peak up there, though? What is it? Oh, I well, because the clearly ports. there's some extra encoding yeah, hardware. Yeah, true. In there. Is it really, though? So oh. wait a second. It's software encoding? No, it's there hard- isn't. That's just, oh, yeah, uh, no. That's pure. So this hardware encoding. Yeah. So it passed it into some software you ran on the um, That's right. computer. The and then you could save the... H, the, the standard definition um, yeah it was kind of weird it didn't come across in a format that you could directly oh, save to the hard drive it oh, you know, required really? recompression really? yeah that seems a bit silly yeah I think it did anyway I would, well, so what did it save in some sort of MPEG-2 back in those days well it would have been AVI well yeah but you know, MPEG codec no I'm not sure yeah. that the processor was powerful enough to do MPEG on the fly oh because it's not happening in the box no because yeah, that's right you right. have to re-encode it so it would have been like one of the so what the heck does this box do then it's just an analog switchy thing. well no, no it takes the analog signal it's got, it. a, it's got a tuner in it so it yeah. tunes it but it does have to convert it to some sort of format for, for oh, it has, to, it has it. to digitize it right oh right yeah, it has yeah. to digitize it what it doesn't have to do is compress it beyond what it needs to do to pass it across the USB, USB cable because yeah. yeah. you've got to remember you know, back in the, those days you know, your hard drive wasn't very fast. It was very capacious. A terabyte. No. It was a very small amount, and so yeah. the idea that you might capture it, you know, four megabits per second, would be like, <gasps> how am I possibly going to store yeah. all of that? Yeah. So. Indeed, That's, you know, they didn't even have SATA in those days, Richard. No, it was you know, good old IDE drives. That's right, IDE drives. Well, that. That's fantastic. So that that's definitely in the gadget graveyard because yep. you can't even use that. Well, I can't get the drive. Why don't you throw it away? I was like, going to, but then I had thought I should bring it along. Well, you should. Yeah. You should absolutely. But would you? Are you actually going to throw this away? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I, I don't think you should. You know, I haven't thrown away my old uh, Mac laptop since I've got the year. You know. <laughs> yeah, but you don't throw anything away. <laughs> True. But um, I just think... You're a person to take advice from. <laughs> as, a, as a sign of respect. Okay. Um, and Hopage is a well-known brand name. A prestige. Uh, Hopage. Yeah. No, it's a well-known brand name. Um, they make a lot of TV capture cards still, don't they? Yeah. They do, yes. Yeah. I think I think Elgato worked with Hopage to do something as well. Yeah, well, there we go. There we go. I, I think that is a good time to uh, to finish the podcast on that high note All right. of uh, AV 
you know, you're Goodness. master. And just shows that even back in the day, Richard, you were an AV geek. I was an AV geek. You were you were pushing it the shows envelope. Back in the, even back in the day, I was willing to put up with some pretty bad AV. You were. If it was, like, yeah. technically cool. Yeah, well, it was. Did people love you in the office when you did They did, that? yeah. Yeah. Yet nowadays, you wouldn't. No one does that. It's like, oh, we just stream directly. Well, you get told off by corporate, wouldn't you, for using well, the network? Well, yeah, and but you're right. You, you, you don't just need stream, to. Stream right? You know, I, I just stream it you know, through TV on demand or whatever, or, or or download it. Yeah. You know, through one of those. Um, it's time has come and gone. <laughs> it's definitely. I feel kind of sad. We've been, yeah. yeah. Hey, well, Richard, I think that's it. Uh, good episode. Yep. See you next time. Thanks for geek. Oh no, that's your line, isn't it? No, it's your line. No, it's not. All right, thanks for geeking out with us. Oh, it is my line. Thanks for geeking out with us. We're the Ministry of Geek.